Hello, my friends. My not lost nor forgotten friends. <laughs> Although it has been a long time, right? So, you know, you usually say long lost friend, but I, um, I think about you all often out there in the ether, even if we've never met. I feel very regretful that it has been so, so long since I have posted new content here, and I do want to apologize for that. I hope uh, my longtime listeners will understand uh, it's been a bit of a struggle in terms of, you know, finding space uh, for a regular Chimuti class, which is where I record uh, the classes that I offer to you. So it's been a bit of a struggle just coming coming back, coming out of the pandemic and finding space and finding the right space to teach in and, you know, being able to do it on a regular basis so that I can offer you the podcast. So I uh, beg for your patience and your forgiveness. Um, and I'm hoping that moving forward, I will have the ability to post content regularly as I have been for many, many years. This is probably the longest time I've taken off of the podcast. So uh, to all my longtime uh, listeners and practitioners, I really thank you for your um, patronage, and I thank you for your longtime listening and for supporting the podcast, and thanks for being here <laughs> when I get back. And um, if you're a new listener, this podcast is an offering of one full-length Jivamuti practice, usually per month, although, again, back from a long hiatus, um, so that you can practice wherever you happen to be in the world. If there's not a Jivamuti studio near you, or if you are traveling, uh, these podcasts are for you. Uh, secondly, um, I am also hoping to post a companion, a visual podcast on YouTube where I'll simply practice to the class in order to give uh, some of my new listeners a, uh, a, a visual. Because sometimes it can be challenging if you don't know the instructions or you don't know the, uh, the sort of way that I call things out. Or if you're just a little bit newer to the practice, it can be helpful to have the visual. So that is on the horizon. Um, I'm actually hoping to get one up by the end of this week. So uh, look out for that on my YouTube channel, also Yoga Stickler. So I'm very easy to find. The website is Yoga Stickler. All my socials are Yoga Stickler. And the YouTube channel is Yoga Stickler. So look for me everywhere. And if you haven't already, please uh, rate the podcast wherever you're listening to it on you know, Apple Music or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you happen to be. Uh, if you could go ahead and give a review to the podcast, especially if you've been listening for a while, uh, it does help to boost the visibility of the podcast in these various online worlds. Anyway, I do still aim to keep the podcast free and ad-free, which means that if you want to support, you can either sign up for my Patreon. I think it's $5 a month or something, um, and I'll give you lots of extras over there for signing up. And uh, and or you can go to yogastickler.com and make some sort of donation to the podcast that feels uh, uh, appropriate for you and for your listenership. 
Uh, both of them help me keep the podcast going. There's, of course, you know, so many pressures to like monetize and um, to, you know, put advertisers on and this and that. And I just, I just really want to avoid it. I don't want to interrupt your yoga class with ad breaks. I, it just feels, it feels out of alignment with the whole idea of me having this podcast in the first place. So anyway, here's a brand new class fresh for your ears. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. And I will speak to you soon in the ethers. Sometimes the brain thinks 
that things are very, very true when in fact there, there might be some reasons to question what the brain tells us, right? So we have to use another very important yogic tool called Viveka. So the way that we're going to bring that into our yoga practice today, I have I have two suggestions, which you're welcome to take or or not. You can do your thing. Uh, two suggestions. One is one way to practice is like you know when <laughs> you know when you hear the teachers say like straighten your back leg, right? And you think like some part of you is like oh. She must be talking to that guy over there. <laughs> There's some part of us that thinks it must not be me. They're not talking to me, right? So one way to practice is to act as if the instruction is for you personally and check, right? So if the instruction were for you personally, check with yourself and be like, is, I think my back is straight, I feel like it's straight. Is it actually what's happening? Is what's happening in my body the same as what I'm feeling and thinking on the inside, right? So that we're starting to work on that alignment. Not only the muscles and bones alignment, but the alignment of like what's happening with what I think is happening. Are those two things aligned, right? And then if it's so, you know, if, okay, I checked my back leg is straight. Okay, fine, moving on. Or I check, I make the adjustment, moving on. So that's... That's one suggestion for practice, is to start to try to kind of uh, unite the, the feeling that we have inside with what's the reality of happening in the world, yeah? Uh, the second suggestion is, especially if you're a fidgeter like me, right? And my fidgeting, <laughs> my fidgeting takes the form of, my fidgeting takes the form of I'm improving my alignment, right? So inside, I'm thinking, oh, great, like my shoulders need to do this, and my elbows are supposed to do this, and my fingers are supposed to do this. So I've justified my fidgeting quite well by making it about, well, I'm just fixing my alignment, right? But oftentimes I find that the, that the constant adjusting or the constant micromanaging of my alignment is actually a way of pulling myself out of the experience that's really happening, right? Or or another way fidgeting can show up is like, like your arms are starting to get tired, right? And maybe your deltoids are starting to get tired, and you go like, oh, well, I just really needed to fix my hair right then, because it alleviates that feeling of discomfort that's starting to arise in you. So my second suggestion is to try to, to at least like tone down or recognize where fidgeting is coming from. And then if you need to make an adjustment, right, if you get sort of halfway through something, you know, breath three, and you're like, you know, that arm just really isn't where it needs to be, then sort of consciously making 
a move and then leave it, right? So those are my suggestions. You can take them or leave them. Uh, but as a way to sort of get in touch with not only viveka, the ability to discern truth from untruth, but also satya, being, being truthful about our own experience, yeah? Let's come into downward facing dog and try to put it into practice, shall we? There's oh. Yay. Oh, shit. We need, we need to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I love hearing all that Ujjayi breathing. Oh, my goodness. It's like you really know how to make a yoga teacher's day. <laughs> okay, with your inhale, come on forward to a plank. Shoulders forward over the wrists. Exhale, lower the knees, chest, hand, chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward into cobra, point the feet. Exhale, tuck the toes under, move the seat back to the feet, and then extend the legs downward dog. Bring the right knee forward between the hands, the knee. Mm -hmm. And make your legs into a pigeon shape, so... Uh, move your left, right foot a little over to the left side of the mat. Walk the left foot back a bit so you can settle the hips more down towards the ground. And then go ahead, fold forward. Let your head rest on something, if that's the floor, or you could stack up your hands and rest your head on it, or on a block. But do something so that the weight of the head is out of it. Good. Walk the hands back under the shoulders. See if you can step right back into a plank pose. Straight arms and legs. Exhale, lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Bring the left knee to the floor between the hands. Again, swing that left foot a little over to the right side. Walk the right foot back and fold Inhale, lift all the way upright to a stand. 
position. Exhale, arms alongside the body. Step forward if you're not already towards the front of the mat. So you can step forward. Good. Starting strong with a Jigbuti Sun Salutation. Here we go. Inhale, lift thumbs. Reach up and arch back. Oops. Exhale, bend knees. Swing arms behind the back. Release the hands together. Inhale, hands to the floor. Sit your right foot back to lunge. Look forward. Exhale, downward facing dog. Hips high. Inhale, plank. Shoulders over wrists. Exhale, slow chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale to plank. Exhale, lower knees, chest, and chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward into cobra. Exhale, tuck the toes, sit all the way back towards the heels, and then extend the legs. Inhale, right foot forward between the hands, look forward. Exhale, left foot next to right foot, fold forward. Inhale, bend knees, so thumbs reach up, arch back. Exhale, bend knees, arms behind, lace the hands together, folding forward. Inhale, hands down, left foot steps back. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, plank. Exhale, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale to plank. Exhale, lower the knees, chest, and chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward, cobra. Exhale, tuck the toes, sit back towards the heels, and then extend the legs downward. Inhale, left foot steps forward. Exhale, right foot next to left foot, fold forward. Inhale, bend knees to thumbs, reach up, arch back. Exhale, stand tall and release the arms. Again like that, inhale, the thumbs, reach up, arch back. Exhale, bend knees, arms behind, lace the hands together and fold. Inhale, hands down, left, I'm oh, sorry, right foot back. Exhale, downward facing dog. Good, inhale, plank. Exhale, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, to plank. Exhale, lower the knees, chest, and chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward, cobra. Exhale, tuck the toes, sit back towards your heels, and then extend your legs downward. Inhale, right foot steps between heels. Exhale, left foot next to right foot, fold forward. Inhale, bend knees, so thumbs reach up, arch back. Exhale, bend knees, arms behind, lace hands together. Last times like this. Inhale, hands down, left foot steps back. Exhale, downward facing Inhale, bend knees, so thumbs, reach up, arch back, straight legs at the top. 
Exhale, stand up tall, release the arms alongside the body. Inhale, deeply bend the knees, reach the arms overhead, Utkatasana. Exhale, hands to the floor, fold
hands together actually help you to straighten the arms four, three, inhale, exhale, four, good, beautiful, inhale, exhale, take one more full inhale, and then with your exhale, open the arms and hips to the side, inhale, straighten left leg, Exhale, reach to the left for triangle. Place the left hand down, right arm up. Breathe in. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale, two. Good. Arms making one long straight line. Breathe. Inhale. Exhale, four. Inhale. Exhale, inhale to stand up right. Exhale, bend left knee, your adjustment to breathe in. Breathe out. Good, that's it. Inhale. Both arms parallel to the floor. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale. Three. Good. Inhale. Exhale. Four. Inhale. Exhale. Coordinate with your inhale to straighten the left leg. Hands to the right side, look all the way over the right shoulder. 
Now we're going to do something a little different today. So keep your right ankle kind of crossed over your left knee. Lean back on your hands. Lean back on your hands enough that you can bring the left foot around to the floor. That's it. And now your fingers can face back. It's actually a little less hard than this. So push your chest forward and up. Almost like you're trying to push your chest towards your right calf. Flex the right foot. And then from inside my body, you might not even be able to see it happening, but I'm pushing my right knee like away from my heart. So you're reaching the chest forward, but you're pushing the knee away from the chest. Even if your hips are quite flexible, hopefully you can start to feel a little bit of something happening with the hips. Yes. So if you find that this is getting into the target area, the way that you, you know, the way that symptoms Otherwise, you can now fold the left leg underneath the right leg or ankle to the leg. And then if you're folding the legs up, go ahead and go forward. You can always try it and then go back to the other option, right? And just keeping in mind that it's not necessarily about who's more advanced or less advanced or this or that. It's really about choosing the, the shape that gets you Right? So if this is giving you what you need in the hip, then great. Everybody lift all the way up right to a seated position. Cross the ankles. Press the hands down into the floor. Lift up whatever can be lift up. Lift up. Maybe just the feet. Maybe the hips. Maybe both. God, yeah, artistic interpretation, don't worry. And exhale down the that's, that's the transition for a different day. We can work on that in a different moment. Okay, inhale, step the left foot forward for your one. Exhale, straight the left leg, left hand on your waist. So avoid shortening the stance. You don't want to shorten the stance too much. But you might benefit from pivoting the right toes a little bit more to face forward here. Inhale, right arm reaches up. Both legs stay straight as you reach forward and down. Rotate the triangle for your big Good. Left arm reaches up. Exhale one. Good. 
and then open your toes out like a ballet first position. So heels together, toes apart. Press the palms of the hands all the way down into the floor, even if we bend the knees to get the hands down. And then start raising your heels as high up as you possibly can. And then bend the knees and wrap the knees around the upper arms for a hold. Start by shifting weight forward into the hands. You might start to feel the weight of the feet getting lighter against you. When that starts to happen, you can practice picking up one foot at a time or both feet at a time. If both feet are up, try squeezing the feet together. If the feet are squeezing together, try straighten the elbows just a little bit more than you thought you could. And wherever you are, make your way back to each other up on top of the step back. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Okay, bring the right knee forward. Set up the legs for pigeon, just like we did in the warm up. Except this time we're going to do something a little bit strange and unusual. So, walk the left foot back so that you can settle the hips as much down towards the floor as is possible. Now, walk the hands back to either side of the hips. You could be on your hands, you could be on fingertips. You could even put blocks under your hands if that helps with your uh, sense of balance. Parts a little hard to describe, and it might be a little hard to understand, but if we work together, I think we'll be able to communicate on it. So pretend that you're going to try to kick your right foot forward and down into the floor as hard as you can. So it's almost like you're just trying to kick right through the floor. Then tuck the left toes under, lift the left knee, the back knee away from the floor. Kick the left foot back when you're trying to reach the heel. Now, I kind of imagine that I'm like pushing the feet equally in opposite directions as hard as I can. So finding that strength in the legs, see if you can balance. Maybe one hand grabs your waist. Maybe two hands grab your waist. That's it. And then see if you can find the strength of the legs to lift up even three inches higher away from the floor, especially if you're flexing. Especially if your legs lift. That's it. Find that strength right there. Ima. <laughs> okay. Release your whole foot. Yeah. No one said it was gonna be easy. Just like, just like practicing self-awareness and truthfulness in our thoughts, speech, and actions. Okay, walk the hands back under the shoulders. Tuck the left toes under, press back down, release the arm. Yes, we get to do the other side, so excited. <laughs> Bring the left knee forward between the hands. Set up the legs as if to take pigeon, but again, we're going to do that very strange pigeon variation. So walk the right foot back, settle the hips as close to the ground as you can. Walk the Now the left leg, the left foot is going to kick forward and down into the floor as far as you can. Feel that that sort of wakes up that strengthening component of the leg and the head. 
Yeah. Then tuck the right heels under, the right feet all the way to the floor. And then imagine you're trying to kick the right foot all the way back to the back of the foot. So just by kicking the feet equally in opposite directions, see if maybe you balance by bringing one hand on the waist. If that's going well, you can bring two hands onto the waist. And then using that same trick of the legs, see if you can move with the blood and chop the floor. Forward, 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 get long in the, in the other waist. 
That's it. And then bend both elbows and touch the elbows. Touch the upper arms, rather, to the front of the leg. Curl your left toes around your right upper arm, and then try to get your hands to the floor. Maybe even lean forward into it a little bit. Yeah, good. Yeah, the right leg should, you know, try to keep the right leg on the upper arms, and then shift the right forward. Yes. If you can think of kicking your left arm this on super strongly, right leg will reach back, almost nearly on its own when the time is right. Okay, right foot onto the floor. Bend the right knee, reach the arms up. Exhale, stand up, release the arms. Inhale, bend the knees, reach the arms up. Exhale, hands down, fold forward. Inhale to prepare. Exhale, hover, step back, check the right hand. Inhale, upward dog. Exhale, downward dog. Good. Bring the knees down to the floor now. So, uh, we'll practice inversions next. So, if you would like to, if you'd like to practice a little handstand or forearm stand, you're welcome to. If you'd like to practice headstand and stay there the whole time, you're welcome to. If you need to use the wall, there is plenty of wall space, so you can always pull your mat right up against one of the available walls. Yeah, but the pillar will work, yeah, absolutely.
Okay, start to make your way down. Rest in child's pose. Well, I, I actually had one such experience with um, when we were at, when we were at the Jubilee Studio in Union Square. I was taking Ruth's class, who is a master teacher. She teaches here as well. She's teaching here on the 23rd, so um, definitely register. Um, so I was very distracted. I was really in my thoughts a lot. I was like daydreaming about a situation that was sort of happening in my life, right? And we go to start class, and that first moment, she says, reach the arms up overhead. You'll start with the sun citation. And look at your hands. And I was so in my head that I was standing there like this. Right? And she says, look up at your hands. And I'm, I'm like not, I'm either not hearing her or I'm doing that thing where I'm like, she's probably talking to someone else. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole class, and she used to fill, like, you know, 70 people in a room were all standing there with their arms overhead looking at their hands for like a like what felt like a few minutes, right? And she comes right up next to me and goes, <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> but it had the effect also of helping me to recognize that I wasn't really present either, right? I wasn't present enough to sort of realize that my actions sort of weren't matching my thoughts, right? It was, it was I still think about that moment to this day, obviously, because I'm telling this story. But that's, that's the kind of thing, right, where the instructions are sometimes meant to keep the muscles and bones working properly and safely, and sometimes meant to, like, bring you into the present now. Okay, later after. <laughs> Enough story time, let's get back into it. And arms alongside the body. Inhale, lift up, head, chest, and legs. Shalabhasana. Good. Exhale, release on down. Bend the knees, reach back, catch hold of the ankles. Inhale, lift on up, head, chest, and knees. Place the hands on your side of the chest. 
Inhale, lift forward and up into upward facing dog. Exhale, go all the way back, downward dog. Inhale to plank. Exhale, slow chaturanga all the way to the floor. Prop up onto the elbows, sphinx pose. And then uh, pivot the right forearm at like a 45 degree angle in front of you. Bend the left knee, reach back and hold the instep side of the left foot. This already might be getting intense for some of us, and that's fine. If you want it to be more intense, you're going to start to push the left hip down alongside the outer The left elbow will bend up to the ceiling. At a certain point, you might be able to flip your hand over and hold the top of your foot. Keep trying to turn the center of the chest forward to the nose face And then when your foot is as far down as Bend the right knee. Reach back, catch hold of the right foot. 
there, you're welcome to stay there as is, or you can start to push the right heel towards the outer knee. Yeah. Or you can move into the arm variation by leaving the hands together. Good. Now from inside, keep trying to move the right side of the cage a bit more forward. Oh, yeah. 
all the way upright. Straighten the legs forward out in front of you. Flex the feet. Sit up tall. Hands on the floor right next to the sides of your hips. Push the hands down into the floor. Lift the top of the chest. Upper arms moving back. Belly lifting in and up. That's it. Good. Keep the feet flexed. The other feet. Yeah, perfect. Good breathing. As you exhale, reach forward for the feet. Punch the toes on the seat and Otherwise, 
If you'd like to come into shoulder stand, you're welcome to lift into shoulder stand. If you're not sure, if you're not certain why you would do one or the other, or what to choose, or how to set up for shoulder stand, let me know. If you're in plow, start to roll onto the back. If you were in shoulder stand, coming to fish, crown of the head to the floor. If you have your feet together, stay for a few more moments. Of 
course, the basic instructions stay the same. You're focusing on your breath or your mantra as usual. But as most of us who have attempted any sort of meditation knows, that sometimes some thoughts come up. The mind starts thinking. So one way to work with this idea of viveka or discernment within our meditation practice is is can we sort of start to separate what that which is an observation and that which is sort of a projection or, or an assumption? What I mean by that is I can, I can observe for myself that my chest feels tight. I can observe that I'm calling that tightness in the chest anger, right? So I'm, I'm observing that I feel a certain way physically or that I'm assigning emotional content to that, right? That's different than he tried to hurt me on purpose, <laughs> which is full of assumptions about what's happened, right? So just trying to just trying to make that one distinction between is this thought purely an observation or does it have some other assumptions and projections involved? Not that all assumptions and projections are negative or it's all bad. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're helpful and useful. But it's useful to know when we're observing our true real time experience and when we're like somewhere else to something else. Yeah? Just an idea.
to stay in meditation or I'm willing to Shavasana, relaxation.
Start to deepen the breath. Start to bring some movement into the body. Take a moment to move and stretch and
so much for coming to practice this morning, for all your very, very hard work. Thank you to Rima for inviting me and for making this feel like home. <laughs> Thank you. Well,